0: What's up guys and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now we got a pretty fun episode today, we got some hobby stuff to talk about, some rules stuff to talk about, all around good time. So let's get to it. Brent, what have you been up to since the last time we talked?
1: Uh, Pretty much the only thing I've been doing is painting Cabalite warriors for the Dark Eldar Drukari faction of Warhammer 40k. Um, that's it. All right. Thank you for joining us.
0: (laughs) As always, we appreciate you. (laughs) We definitely do. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot of work, though. I mean, like the last couple of weeks, just
1: painting 60 dudes. Pretty much, yeah. So I started yeah. doing this, essentially an Escalation League with our, my friends locally. And so there's uh, four of us. There's actually five of us, but uh, one's a wife who's like willing to play or willing to not to play. So mm. so four plus an extra, essentially. Uh, so mm. we've got uh, a group of local folks. We're doing an Escalation League. And this is kind of like, hey, we haven't touched Warhammer 40k for a couple of years. Let's try to get back into it. And so three weeks ago, we had a 500-point game. And as I'm speaking to you now, tomorrow, like in like 12 hours, we have uh, <laughs> we have a 750-point game. And I have managed to paint a lot of warriors that were half-assembled, half-primed, half-painted for the past five years. And so I, I pulled together all of my old test models all of my, you know, half assembled things, all my eBay stuff. And right now they're all the same color, at least. So that's, that's pretty good.
0: <laughs> that's a good start. So did you strip a bunch of them or did you just paint over everything?
1: Uh, Half and half. So, okay. yeah. So actually mostly I just painted over things, which is not my normal go-to. Like I, I definitely took some minis this time around that I could see had a a 3d layer of paint on them and uh just just primed <laughs> right over and, and kept on going and I, I did have a few regrets about that on a couple minis in particular i'm like eh, the the sharpness of those armor plates just isn't there anymore right <laughs> um so yeah the way we we're doing this escalation league i decided for my first 500 points two hqs two archon bosses and then three 10 man units of, of kabalite warriors which used to just be dark eldar warriors back in my day but now they're kabalite drukhari warriors so.
0: yeah that's a great name change I, it is I guess. it is what it is it <laughs>
1: is what it is so the, the the first game we needed to get 30 ready and i didn't quite get them ready like i got them, i got them more than halfway there Like I got them, I got them base coated, I got them shaded, but I didn't get a chance to fix the shading and do the highlighting yet. And I also didn't paint the heads yet. So for the first 500 point game, it was half painted (laughs) models and uh, I, I, as penance, I made myself put on with blue tack, the old nasty heads. (laughs) And so it looked really bad for the 500 point game. But mm-hmm. we we scheduled three weeks later. We're gonna do a 750 point game. I'm like, okay, this time for sure, we're gonna really nail down these Drukari kabalite Warriors. <laughs> yeah. And to get those uh, extra 250 points, I'm just gonna make the three squads that I'm taking instead of ten man squads are gonna be twenty man squads. And a nice thing All about right. nice thing about Eldars is it's not just men. We got some ladies in there too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not quite fifty fifty, but better than uh, than most armies in Warhammer forty k. So pretty much all, most of them, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think almost all of them, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the Eldar are like that too. There's a lot of it, it's. I mean, yeah, not quite fifty fifty, but you know, it's up there.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've I've just been working on 60 Dark Eldar Warriors over here for the last couple of weeks. And, again, they're still not quite done. Uh, But I did give myself all day today to make sure they had heads. And right now, all but two of them (laughs) have heads. (laughs) That's not bad. Yeah. So, for the past five years, so this was a project that I started um, in one of my prior big boy jobs, like when I was really stressed out at work so this was yeah. this was back when i used to teach uh chemistry at a university so mm-hmm. so my days monday wednesday friday i had to teach a lecture like a big lecture of organic chemistry so my, my day was like wake up at six spend four hours making sure i was ready for a lecture spend an hour in front of 300 uh sophomores and then i got to go back to my office like lock the door and then go, on, then go on ebay and buy cabalite warriors
0: <laughs>
1: as you do yeah <laughs> it, it, it was definitely oh, uh, it was definitely some uh using shopping to deal with stress i'm pretty sure right <laughs> it was a it was a it was a rough semester i gotta tell you but <laughs> um
0: I could just see that Just exactly I could picture it so well In my head Just you standing in front Of a bunch of people okay. And then right after Just like stress Ebaying <laughs> just like Oh yeah $20 for $20 i am buying that <laughs> Like All day
1: <laughs> Yeah Well it was more like Comatose sitting in front Of my computer And um, <laughs> Yeah uh, actually, I have clear memories of watching some of the older Tabletop Minions videos. Uh, as always, oh, nice, I made sure yeah. I had two monitors. So, like, one monitor was eBay, like, buying Dark Eldar Warriors. The other was, uh, you know, uh, Uncle Adam telling me how to set up a wet palette, telling me the secrets right. of Games Workshop's <laughs> pricing model, you know, all the all the classics. Oh, yeah.
0: the classics, yeah. yeah, the classic Tabletop Minions stuff. Uh-huh. And I remember, I remember that stuff pretty good, yeah. I wasn't teaching a, you know, 300 person class lecture or anything, but I do remember them.
1: <laughs> we, we all experienced different types of stress, but that was, that was, yeah, that was a situation where, uh, nominally, yeah, get done, get done teaching at 11, have all day to be productive in different ways. But really it was just like be comatose for the next two to three hours, uh, de-stressing right, right. and, uh, yeah, <laughs> the... The net result of all of this is that I had a big pile of fifth <laughs> <Right>. edition Drukhari.
0: <laughs> you had a lot. Yeah. And now finally yeah. finally
1: I'm, some of them have been painted. Right. No no I understand just saying so now these are sold in in 10 Eldar squads, right? Now they're, they're mm-hmm. now a boxes is, is 10 of these guys. And uh, and and I realized that just saying like oh yeah I got you know sixty of these together we're just whipping through them we're trying to like I understand people like oh man that's a that's a lot of boxes there how how's this guy just so casual about how many of these things he has <laughs> like there are reasons for me having a lot of warriors a lot of witches yeah. we got we got our raiders even a couple of ravagers look I've got. I've got the jet bikes. I've got. I've got a. Uh, I've got plenty of dark Eldars. Where those came from, <laughs> for reasons. The the point is right is
0: that through a long history of working terrible jobs and having to do things that we didn't necessarily want to do for a long time, well, Brent and I have basically just spent most of our money on plastic soldiers to cope, and through many years of doing that, have ended up with. A plethora of gray plastic lying around, and that's really the lesson here. Yeah, is, uh, find a better job.
1: Uh, here we are. Do,
0: do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> do what you love to do. Find that.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I had a lot of minis in various stages of painting. I had some primed, some built by me, some built by other folks, and um, yeah. So it was, it was, uh, and of course back then i was also doing a lot of test models i was really into homemade washes back then so a lot of things have been primed mm-hmm. white and then uh, you know various <laughs> mixtures of of pledge floor cleaner and and uh, paint or, or ink yeah. or whatever
0: contrast before contrast
1: exactly yep Yep yeah. yeah. but very glossy <laughs> very glossy yeah. oh yeah, yeah, nice yeah sheen that, on that floor those.
0: cleaner uh-huh <laughs> protected though i'm sure
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you you want your hardwood yeah, floors to shine, and and pledge oh, yeah, pledge yeah. gives you that. It gives you the shine. It gives you that citrus smell.
0: Yes, <laughs> I. You know now now that we're just on the on the topic, I wonder if pledge floor cleaner it actually would protect your models. I mean, it seems like it would give you that gloss, but like you haven't done the monopoly test with pledge so <laughs> i i i'm curious is all that's
1: all i'm saying hey last year i was at walmart i saw some pledge floor cleaner on the shelf i bought it again I'm like hey
0: <laughs> yeah
1: because it's been it's been a while since anybody's done a video on pledge floor cleaner and in the age yeah, of speed an paint one, yeah. and contrast paint maybe it's not necessary
0: I mean, I see people. I guess the last thing I saw, maybe it was a couple of years ago now, but was for doing bases, like to get that, like locked in shine. I don't know. It was something on a base. Yeah. So that that could do it.
1: Okay, we're well, good I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna return to these stupid capitalites a lot, but why don't we why don't we take a little break so that that folks mm-hmm. listening at home don't uh, don't turn us off already.
0: I mean, it's pretty fascinating. Let's, I don't let's, know. Let's let's uh. I
1: let's pace these cabalites <laughs> a little bit here.
0: <laughs> yeah, since you only got sixty of them, that's fine.
1: <laughs> what have you been up to, Casey?
0: Uh, you know, I've been I've been up and down a little bit this last couple of weeks. Uh, last couple of days, yesterday in particular, I've been super sick. So, trying to like get hobby done while I can. Uh, I swear the daycare system is going to be the death of me. Um, I feel like I haven't been sick in years, and all of a sudden, like, it's just all these sick kids come out of daycare, like, ruining my life, so... Yeah. Um, trying to recover from that, but I, I, I was planning on painting an Inquisitor model, one of the old 54-millimeter giant pewter models from Games Workshop, um, and I kind of went down a little bit of a rabbit hole, than doing that. Like, I, I had been sent the model by someone and, you know, I got them all cleaned up. I got him prepped. I got him going. And then I was like, well, I I don't really know anything about this game. I don't know if you know anything about this game. I think you said you had the rule
1: book. I have the book. I flipped through it. Yeah. I've seen a lot of very large metal characters on 40 millimeter bases that scare <laughs> me. But that's all I know. That's all I know. It's a, it's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of... It's weirdly
0: intimidating, um, the size of the model compared to other, you know, 40k models. But in, in going down this rabbit hole, like doing some research, I found out that like this game only went for a few years. Like people were into it for a few years, like 20 years ago. And then it turned into this whole underground Inquisition 28 movement. I don't know if you know anything about that. I've it's heard, basically like a rehash of, of the game done in 28mm.
1: I mean I've heard about it, but I, I have yeah. no experience with it. I have more experience with full scale 54mm Inquisitor, I'll tell you Dude. what.
0: Oh okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh I just thought it was kind of fascinating. Like I didn't even I didn't know that this this whole underground world existed. <laughs> like there are these other games built off of like dead specialist games that Games Workshop put out. And like, I've, I've seen kind of like other things. There's like the whole turn up 28 thing that I, I'm not sure if it's like technically related, but no, it feels it's like it kind of is. I don't know I what don't. the hell <laughs> it was like, it, but it was in the same category. Like on Instagram, most of them were like, had both the same hashtags. So it was really weird. It was like, Oh, I'm doing both, but using these models that I'm doing. I the turnip thing. Like, I don't know what that's about. I just know there's spiky crap all over the models, which, Hey, I'm all for. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, it just brought me down a weird rabbit hole and, uh, I thought it was pretty fascinating, but trying to actually paint the model so far has been a little bit of a task, which I didn't think it would be. Uh, and it's not for the size so much. It's just really weird, like weird proportions. It doesn't make any sense. Like it makes sense at 28 millimeter, like the heroic scale, but you bump that up to 54 and all of a sudden everything's just a weird shape.
1: Mm.
0: It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I know you painted uh, an actual space marine, like a beaky space marine.
1: Yeah, so in one of my Craigslist deals, uh, I did get a <laughs> lot of inquisitor 54, if you'll if you'll pardon me for saying so. Uh, <laughs> and some of them were complete, some of them were not complete, and one of them was a space marine, but he was missing his hands and he was missing his head. So uh, last okay. year during Pride Month, I I printed off a big beaky helmet for him. I printed off a couple of power fists given like a finger guns kind of thing and, <laughs> yeah. and painted that up um you put
0: them on a tank
1: <laughs> yeah yeah some some parts of that project went really well uh others uh, not so much that was
0: no i the only thing i actually remember from that was the uh Overzealous use
1: of spray glue. Spray glue bravely.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. You can't
1: let spray adhesive scare you. You know, if you if you want to glue like old dried flowers all over your your pride parade tank, you got to stick it on there with something. Why not indiscriminately spray with uh, yeah. Scotch oh, spray yeah. adhesive? Yeah. yeah, why not? It's
0: a good point. Well, what's actually, the worst yeah. that could happen?
1: Oh, I it, know, paint it, melting. <laughs> I, I think it may have partially dissolved some of the paint, uh, <laughs> sure, <laughs> but mostly it was just not very accurate. And I got glue, which just looked bad on the actual model, but right, right, yeah, yeah live and learn, you know,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've been working on that, um, which I'm still like halfway through. I'm making a video about it, which which I think will be pretty fun. Um, but I, I definitely think it's going to take a turn into like, look at all the weird crap I found on the internet and this model, <laughs>
1: you know, Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: which I, that's fine. I guess it tends to happen. Um, but yeah, I, I did, I'm doing that. And then I painted up, uh, two different Ragnar black manes, the old nice. space wolf from like second or third edition. That was a fun video. Somewhere. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. You had a, um, uh a really nice explanation of how to paint faces on there, and, and like the eye discussion of okay, you got your eye orbit, make it make a black circle, put mm-hmm. uh, or oval, whatever whatever shape an eye is, what, whatever shape make, you know, make your make your off white eye white, and then put a put a black dot in there, uh yeah mm-hmm. yeah, Man. it it does work. Um, a lot of people
0: commenting on that video with their own particular way a lot of so many different ways to to paint eyes it's insane mm. like everybody has their own like little tricks and i think that the best one that i've heard that i haven't tried still is the 0.001 micron pen i haven't tried that yet that seems to be like the the biggest
1: hack for eyes i'll have to give I that a shot that. he's a yeah. i do actually have those micron pens right now they seem mm-hmm. good for stuff i'm trying to remember what i used them on uh
0: panel lining
1: yeah uh, yeah Uh, i got them after i did my panel lining video but uh, yes depending on the panel yes actually i think they were
0: insides of space marine shoulder pads or something
1: yeah that was it that was it Yeah. yeah yeah there's there's a few spots on space marines where like the wash doesn't stick in the right corner or the yeah. wash kind of has a mind of its own and wanders away a little bit. So that Micron pen yeah. is actually pretty good for black lining on a few specific parts of Space Marines. Uh, the ridge on top of the helmet like the, was oh, also sure, a pretty yeah. good place for those. It's all coming back to me now,
0: yeah. <laughs> right, it's been a while. I think we man, we might have talked about that a year and a half ago or so. It's it w- been a no, while. No, it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that
1: long ago? <laughs> yeah.
0: It's been
1: a bit who we also yeah. talked about it a year and a half ago. We were just <laughs> stuck know. in a terrible loop. Yeah. That's probably true.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, but uh that one of the Ragnars was the one that that I did bring up in the last podcast that that had the face.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and that that I thought was pretty interesting because it, like, I feel like I kind of proved my point a little bit. Like, I actually did erase the face, and I repainted it, and that like the model looks ten times better. Um, and like I, I did get some good feedback about that. A lot of people are just like, you know, this this makes a lot of sense. Like, I look at my models, and i I've, I've hated them for a long time. Like the way that I painted them, but now I'm looking at certain pieces and going, okay, well if I just do a little more work on this part, the rest isn't as bad as I'm thinking it is. And I I felt like that was pretty freeing for a lot of people. That's kind of the vibe I was getting through the comments of, you know, people revisiting things that they painted a long time ago or whatever the case is. And it's like, you know, I'm not as terrible as I think I am. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This, the, the thing writers do with, with rough drafts and, and moving it towards a final draft is just to, to, put the written piece in the drawer for, for a few months, a few years, come back to it, see what they think. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, f- you know, fresh eyes, fix up the parts that, uh, objectively could use a little bit of fixing up. And then, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I like that. Yeah. I mean, in that video you showed that you can paint right over things or you can use a paint stripper in a localized area on a mini to, to take the, take things back to the, the fresh metal or fresh plastic, whichever the case is, and try again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's It's a good feeling, too. I don't know. It feels good.
1: That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you just painted a couple of things on that <laughs> old Ragnar, and, and you know the the person from the internet didn't do as terrible of a job as the, the price you got that mini for would have implied. Yeah.
0: that's very true i still i think i still paid like 18 bucks for him or something like it wasn't super cheap (laughs) (laughs) like like, i mean i it's the soil was like i saw it and i had to buy it almost regardless of price right like i'm just gonna buy it um Mm -hmm. the rest of those those models that i was talking about though i'm definitely gonna be using sooner than later so
1: yeah so Kabalite Warriors, huh? Back to it. All right. <laughs> All right. So I so I had a big collection of mostly used stuff. So when I got back into Warhammer and minis in general, I I saw the like current store prices of Warhammer, and there was a good couple of years where I absolutely 100% refused to buy new Warhammer stuff. The the mm. difference in price between when I was in high school to 2015 or so was was so much that i was like it is insane to me that anyone would buy this new <laughs> now of course the prices since then have gone up a good 30 percent but yeah yeah uh at least <laughs> <laughs> at least uh, in
0: some cases uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: but and and now i do grudgingly occasionally buy something but <laughs> uh at the time yeah it's like okay ebay i was really i was a regular ebay miniature rescuer myself back then and yeah. i was buying a lot of stuff on ebay i was stripping a lot of it i i had figured out la is totally awesome by then or or actually no i was using i was using the purple stuff because i was watching tabletop yeah, minions the, yeah that's right I, yeah, it's the, all the coming back
0: purple power and all that uh-huh, yeah
1: uh-huh Hmm. Anyway, I, as I was getting back into painting, uh, all this secondhand stuff, I had all these like uh, aborted attempts at paint schemes. I had, a, a, you know, a lot of test models of the old warriors, the new warriors, and now that it was time to actually get some stuff together to play some games with my friends, my friends are getting back into it, and so I had a good 50 Kabalite warriors that were built and primed and partially painted and a lot of them yeah just sprayed right on over I did find a, a scheme that I like I'm doing bone armor so mm-hmm. I'm using the army painter bone triad um, just going right down the middle with the, the middle skeleton bone color getting, mm-hmm. getting them all uh, base coated with that and uh, uh, figured out a a few nice accent colors on them, and then the the real trick for him is just getting the the shading and highlighting right for the for the bone armor panels which which is a lot which is uh, definitely a lot
0: Yeah yeah I mean painting bone in general is kind of a pain and uh doing full armor I mean I I remember back in the day with the Eldar you get your like uh uh-huh. howling howling banshees. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. And they had that bone armor and it was like it's all white and it's like the sepia kind of shadows and everything. Like mm-hmm. I remember seeing that box art and just being like, I'm never going to be able to paint that. <laughs>
1: right. So for the first 30, I took the bone and I uh, varnished it with gloss varnish. With Liquitex mm-hmm. high gloss varnish. All right, yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then washed over everything with strong tone from Army Painter, and and the uh, the high gloss varnish makes more of the wash go to the the crevices than than ordinarily would be the case. Um, that's what I do with the first thirty, but it's still the strong tone still darkened down everything a lot, and yeah, washing it's pretty strong tone. Mm-hmm. It is it is, but washing any light color washing white or light bone color yeah it's gonna darken it down a lot any wash that you put on Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. kind of white or off-white is is dangerous so uh yeah yeah. Yeah. then i spent many 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 hours doing the the stupid thing from (laughs) from the games workshop painting system of you, you paint it, you wash it, uh, then you repaint, you re-paint it. it. <laughs> <laughs> then you, then you repaint with skeleton bone, but don't, mm-hmm. uh, don't cover up what you got in the crevices. Mm-hmm. So I haven't washed the second batch of 30 yet. I think I may do the opposite of that, of doing the targeted pin washing at the joints in the armor. Um. But the, the way this armor is set up, it's not clear which of those is actually faster. So there's okay, these guys. Yeah. So I really like these models. They have a lot of overlapping armor plates, though, which which makes this really cool, like, segmented armor. And in terms <laughs> of, yeah, there's there's the just this repeating pattern of there's the main bone color, there's the deep recess shadow, and then there's the highlight, and it's just that repeating pattern for the squad that I finished that on, it looks really good. It looks sweet. <laughs> nice. uh, and yeah, it's it's a, it's a tough question of whether you wash everything and then paint, paint that base color back up, paint the highlights back up, or if you take a long time to, to get the pin washing where you want it and then it's quicker to clean that up, highlight it from there. We'll, we'll. I'll let you know next time, maybe. Uh, yeah, which ended yeah. up being faster? I think it's going to be pretty similar both ways.
0: Have you Have you thought about some kind of enamel
1: or oil? I know you like oils. I. I'll, that's <laughs> not me. That's not me. I, it's okay. It's it's got a nice look. I I respect that you like that look, but it's just a it's just a little dirtier and grungier than I'm going for. I'm looking for I'll I'm looking that. for yeah. clean and crisp. And yeah, I'll give you yeah. that. <laughs> yeah,
0: the the enamels and stuff definitely give you the the dirty look. Yeah, the grim darkness, as it were. Um, but even then, I think that uh, I I would say that like a thick oil. Like one that wasn't really uh, watered down or, you know, spirited down. Um, Might, I don't know, I have to test that out, but I think it would probably give you a clean look. Because, I mean, if you wipe from the top down just to wipe that oil off, it'd be a pretty sharp line. I don't know.
1: Well, when you have Cabalite Warriors, (laughs) you can put oil paints on them.
0: Well, I'm going to go buy some Cabalite Warriors. And I'm going to put some paint I mean, on I've... I Actually, I have some. I, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I literally <laughs> have some. I can just go get them.
1: <laughs> so, so here's the funny part. So so one of the nice things about this project is I was able to use up all of the, like, uh, you know, assembled and nasty half-painted stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I stripped about a total of about 10 models and started over with them. The the kind of terrible thing is I'm pretty sure I have another fifty just unbuilt <laughs> in little plastic baggies, so the probably yeah. So, so the most pristine models I haven't touched, uh, but right the ones that'll yeah. actually be perfect, yeah.
0: <laughs> you haven't even touched them. <laughs> I mean, look, like when it comes to building an army and stuff like it don't matter. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't really it matter. Don't matter. Like and even more so, the Kabalite warriors of that army are literally going to be the first models to be killed and taken off the table. You're not going to be looking at them for that long. Like maybe you'll get through turn one. You're like that. That looks pretty sweet. Turn two. I lost 40 Kabalite warriors. Great.
1: Well, that's, we can get to this, this too, game goes. but uh, the actual experience of playing the game is not the highlight of Warhammer 40k. Really.
0: <laughs> I mean, yes, that's that's pretty much true. Um, I think the actual subset amount of people who enjoy just the gameplay is very small, like very, very small.
1: I don't know. I am curious. So <laughs> I have I have a rant saved up maybe maybe we'll preview just a little bit of this rant today but i i, I wonder, have a yeah. serious rant saved up about like some of the, the the rule types that i've in my one game of 40k in the past like 3 years that uh that, that's really annoying me it's, it's grinded my gears <laughs> <laughs> it's really grinding your yeah. gears. Yeah. So, so for the the five hundred point game that I played, I I just tried to remember, you know, the 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 core rules, the weapon profiles, the stat block for my units. For this <laughs> game, I've gone through and I've read uh, like a couple of pages of special rules, and some mm. of them are really dumb. Like some of some of the rules that I, I'm now going to be taking to my game tomorrow morning are really dumb. Um. <laughs> So, I, I, this has always been the way I feel. But the the high point of Warhammer 40k is before the game starts. It's like deployment. De- deployment is the is the best part of Warhammer 40k. When the you get to see all your units on the table and all your opponent's units, unless they're mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. keeping more than half of their units in <laughs> reserve or something like that. In which <laughs> case, in point, which yeah. case, there is no high point of Warhammer 40k. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, there's a lot of units. They're just like, "Um, these guys are in the warp.
1: They're invisible.
0: Stay there. They're invisible for three turns. Thank you. They look cool, but you (laughs) cannot see them. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be here in the clouds (laughs) until I say so.
1: It, yeah. it defeats the entire purpose of playing a miniature game <laughs>
0: a little bit yeah a little bit the tactical setup and, and uh, you know flanking maneuvers and you know whatever it's fine it's the future I get it
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: look I, I am not a stranger to uh, to deep striking some coptas, so you know I like it
1: <laughs> you would yeah
0: <laughs> I, of course I would <laughs> I deep strike like 12 of those bad boys yeah, yeah. <laughs> like turn yeah. 2 right behind you. <laughs> but at least, at least, okay, at least something like that, like Def Coptas or, or, uh, you know, the airplanes or whatever, you know, you got, at least I can understand how those are more like, uh, they're being tactically called in by the commander because they fly, right? Right. Like, which I think is kind of the idea, but it's when all of a sudden they're like, oh, um, they're just magical. I, and therefore, they will pop up six inches from you. I don't mind. On... <laughs> I don't mind all the
1: explanations for deep striking. Uh, you know, right. for for units coming in on turn two or three or whatever. What what I mind mm. is not having them on the table. I want to see. I wanna see you everything. want to see everything. Yeah, yeah, you want to see it. That's that's for the for sure. For for me, the whole point of all of this is an excuse to paint a lot of cool minis, and then an excuse to show everything to your friends and maybe take a few yeah. pictures. Yeah. That that that's what it's all about for me and uh yeah any any rule that means that you'll never see more than half of of the figures at one time on the table who's like "Yeah, yeah all right
0: yeah no I, I'm with you uh, it's I, like I get I get it from a rule standpoint and a whatever standpoint yeah. but yes I agree with you like it would be way cooler to just be like well here's all the stuff at the beginning now can I roll to see if oh they're just gonna come over here yeah. or whatever you know what I mean
1: yeah the Def Copters, like that, I think that would Def be Copters are cool they should be on the table the whole mm-hmm. time mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah last 40k game I played Def Copters won me that game
1: Congratulations, man! I don't think I said congratulations to you for that game, but I'm happy. For, <laughs> I'm happy for you and like your defectors. Like a year is. and a half ago, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> better late than never. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Should I do it? Should I do it? Okay.
0: Yeah. No. I'm. I think we're. I think we're all primed and ready. Okay. <clears throat> uh, all right. Brent's gears have been ground, or they are I, going to. I be. present
1: to you the worst rule. And the worst type of rule in Warhammer 40k. Hmm. This is uh, an ability that's common to most of my units. And I read. Blade artists. Every denizen of Kamara learns from a young age the value of blades. And all are adept in their usage, whether those wielded by their cruel hands or as part of their razor-edged armor. Okay. So (laughs) it's a thematic rule. It's like, hey. You see all those spikes all over the armor? So, right, yeah. they're,
0: they're not just there for fun.
1: Right, right, right. Just in case you didn't understand that they had spikes all over their armor, well, let's, let's put a special rule in. So here's here's Blade Artists. <clears throat> <laughs> Each time a model in this unit makes an attack with a melee weapon, on an unmodified wound roll of six, improve mm-hmm. the armor penetration characteristic of that attack by one. Okay. Okay. So when you okay.
0: when you roll a six, you get AP minus one. Yes.
1: Yes. Okay. So okay. so for those of you who don't play Warhammer, uh, your your unit attacks one of Casey's units. You roll to hit. If you hit, you roll to wound. If you wound, you give that dice to Casey and have him do an armor save. Mm-hmm. So, um, and 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 all of this is affected by the stat block of the unit and the stat block of the weapon and so there's there's lots of ways to kind of fine-tune that in the rules and here's an extra way to fine-tune that just just in case you needed to so so in the order in the ordinary you know operation of a melee attack i roll two pools of dice one pool of dice to to hit one pool of dice to wound and then for all the wounds, Casey rolls a third pool of dice to maybe get some armor saves in there. Now, <laughs> with Blade Artists, if in my first pool of dice I get some natural sixes, that then means that I have to subdivide the next two <laughs> rules. So I, I, for, for my wound rolls, I have a pool of dice for not sixes and a pool of dice for sixes. And then, because what the sixes had done is improve my armor penetration, that means that Casey has to roll two pools of dice for wounds also. So this goes from, you know, a melee attack that involves three dice rolls, now involves five dice rolls. And if I do out the math, you know, according to my calculations, the net result of all this extra arbitration is that my melee attacks have an armor penetration of
0: 0.25. Right. Overall,
1: this is this is madness. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> this this is this is annoying if you have this special ability because it's something that you need to remember and you need to remember to use. A lot of use. people do. Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of people do. Oh, oh basically, units, I oh, say. all
1: my, all my cabalites have this, plus my archive. Sure. I mean, every, <laughs> yeah. every model in my army has uh, blade artists. I mean, I see yeah. the spikes everywhere. I understand that. <laughs> okay, so that's that's a lot of extra work. That's, that's a lot of brain power required for what could be a, a relatively simple attack. Now, the, the other side of this is it's also annoying for you. Because here I am being like, um, roll these separately, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or roll, uh, roll, y- you roll, roll five uh, saves, <laughs> now roll yeah. two more saves. But these are AP minus one, so it, so, and it, 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 you know, okay, so either Casey knows about Blade Artists and is like, oh, I understand what's going on here, but it's just going to take me a right. little while longer to resolve this part of your turn. Or, in mm-hmm. case he doesn't know what I'm doing, it's just like roll twice. What there's more wounds coming at me. Okay, man, whatever you say. All right, cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you say so. And, um, yeah. So, so this this may develop into a full-blown rant because <laughs>
0: <laughs> by the time by the time you hit the the tipping point on your escalation league i think you're gonna find a lot more rules
1: <laughs> like this oh there there are no I've, I've definitely seen rules like that from from my various opponents and some of them some of them get really into it which is yeah so yeah, so sure. clearly some people are enjoying this type of of crunchiness and granularity but it just seems like it's a lot of, a lot of needless work, a lot of needless complexity that really doesn't add much. Like it, it, right. in terms of mm-hmm. just saying, yeah, these guys have blades everywhere; they're better in melee. There are multiple stats in the core stat block that could be adjusted to convey that. And yeah. if you then think that you know, moving one of those stats by more than a quarter uh, means that. Uh, it means that it's imbalanced somehow. Like, you can balance it with the the point cost of the unit. Like, there's there's a lot of ways to thematically convey this without so much extra work. And, and the reason this this uh, is bugging me is because in a typical situation, not only are the sixes doing something extra and annoying, I may be re-rolling ones, and there may be a situation right. where the... <laughs> I'm hitting on twos instead of threes, and, man, I've I've got this whole rant, like, building up here. But just, (laughs) I'm I'm imagining, yeah, just... The the game could be so straightforward of, I hit you on a three-plus, and then we continue. But with a typical unit, it is, I hit you on a three-plus, unless it's turn two, in which case I hit you on a two-plus. And also, if my Archon is nearby, I'm rerolling ones, and also, oh, the sixes do something special. So let me put those over here. And I mean, there's like twenty different armies in this game. And if you haven't recently read the special rules of the Dark Eldar, your opposing player isn't going to be engaged with all of that. They're just going to be watching right. you like uh, fudge your dice roll. Like you're to hit, <laughs> you're to hit dice. Like all of a sudden, three of the faces of the dice don't do what you expect them to do. And they have, like, three that's or four true, special yeah. rules to be like, oh, that's because of Blade Artists. Oh, that's that's Power from Pain turned three because I'm a Cabal of the Black Heart, which makes it turn two, and that's why the twos hit. <laughs> um, but also, yeah, I, oh, and I reroll ones, too. And, and of all of those things, like, if you were really involved, you could be like, oh, one of those things I could have been able to affect, like... The re-rolling ones I could have gotten rid of if I knew to kill the the Archon. The rest of it is just needless, stupid complexity that slows down the game, uh, it takes your opponent out of the game. Like, you're either, you're either engaging on all four of those special rules in the two-hit yeah. roll of a basic melee unit in a basic melee attack. You're, you're either engaging on all four of those special rules, or you are taking a big step back you're shutting down mentally you're being like cool man Re- yeah re-roll those ones yeah go go for it oh and the sixes do something special oh yeah hey if you say so man that's sounds good for you good good for you good good for you oh your twos hit your twos hit too all right Fuck. great great why'd the twos hit oh because it's turn three the twos hit because it's turn three Dude, it's turn 2. Oh, but you're, you're Cabal are the Black Heart. Oh, I, I so guess it I is guess turn literally. I guess it is turn 3. Like <laughs> So there's right now about 2% of the listeners know exactly what I'm talking about and uh, of those 50/50 are very angry at me right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, like
0: regardless if you like the game and the minutia of the rules and everything because yeah. there are some things that I do like about that. Like it's not it doesn't have to be so convoluted, right? It yeah. doesn't have to be so overly complicated. I mean, you look at like what happened when Age of Sigmar came out and the the kind of division that it set in just the Warhammer community itself, it's like, "Well, that game is for babies." And it's like, "You know what? The other half of those people found out, like, no, this is actually pretty great cuz I don't have to deal with that." Yeah. Like I can just play the game and it's like everything's written right here and there are a couple of things that affect these things and that's about it. Now, Granted they've gotten more complicated lately. They're on like whatever third or fourth or I forget what edition now but still it's a lot less convoluted. Right. So I I totally get you and this is the thing the same thing that that does pull me out of 40k like I want to be there for it but I can't. (laughs) Like I can get like halfway and I'm just like um a cabal of what I'm just gonna not do that right I'm just gonna use the stat blocks that are here oh that thing is like clearly giving me a plus one because it's six inches away cool i'll I'll use that because that's literally I can see it I can mm-hmm. and I can reason it yeah but every everything else like being the way it is yeah I think I think it's it's too much yeah and it doesn't have to be
1: right so so I just listed off like four special rules that somewhat increase the the melee combat proficiency of kabalite warriors there's a stat block that that conveys the quality of their melee combat experience you can give them like an extra weapon skill like that that's an option instead of those four like that's really annoying rules you can you can just like bump up one of their stats That's an option. Like all this, I mean, yeah,
0: you you bump up stat, or you say, oh, well, they have they have uh, two two weapons instead of one. Well, this weapon hits on this, and this other weapon hits, and it's a little harder, giving you that point two five extra, right? If you roll well, or whatever the case is, like you you can definitely move those numbers somewhere else. And I think weirdly, like behind the scenes, they are looking at it at the point two five level. They're going at it in quarter of points. They're, they're saying, well, the, uh, you know, the space Marines are, are putting out, you know, 1.35, 1. 1.5 wounds, at uh, you know, per however many guys, uh, you know, we gotta, we gotta push those numbers a little. All right. So write those cabalite warriors a little, little extra, give them a, give them a something on a six or something. You know, it's like mm. they're trying to balance it but that's also adding confusion into the whole thing where yeah. it's not necessary because they don't want to change the base numbers for fear that, oh no, like it's going to make them way too strong if we give them like, you know, right. minus one AP or if we do something
1: else, right? Yeah, I understand that there's an element of granularity when you're working with D6s. Like I get that, I get that. Right, I get yeah. that. Um, it seems like there there should be a lot of Options around that, though, you know, increase their weapon skill by one, but decrease leadership by one, or you know, increase weapon skill by one, increase the the point cost per model by one point, or you know, something like that. There's there's Mm -hmm. ways around that. Give give the sergeant of each squad access to slightly better weapons, or make their weapon options a little bit cheaper, or yeah, seems like there's a lot of options to you know, can convey the ideas that you want to convey without all this extra rolling And So re-rolling ones, any rule that re-rolls ones annoys me. And some of them, some of them annoy me more than others. Uh, Okay. um, Any, any rule that has you do something special on a roll of a six, some of them annoy me too. Uh, This is, this is, just getting grouchy you know like i said i've played one i've played one game in the last two years but uh already like oh this is bringing back memories and uh this seems seems worse than normal Um, (laughs) but also being on the other side of the the table from somebody who's just you know got their nose in their rule book trying to adjudicate
0: Mm -hmm.
1: a two-hit (laughs) roll,
0: right for a basic unit yeah yeah. I think I think that's really the gist anyways. This is a basic unit we're talking about. Yeah, this is yeah. the the ground troops, your Kabalite warriors. Like you have 60 of them on the table because they're the the chaff, they're the normal yeah. guys. There's nothing actually special about them compared to any other unit in your army.
1: Right. But anyway, that's, that's anyway, anyway, the, the this whole project it it seems like it's going to just further entrench me in not actually liking the game very much, but enjoying painting models. Uh, I am reminded how much work goes into painting 60 minis. <laughs> like, the, the amount yeah. of time I've spent to not finish these is, is pretty large in the past couple of weeks. Um, yeah. And it was I was telling you that just today is when I put all the heads on. So back in the day, I was... I was really planning on sub assemblies back in the day. Like it, oh. in my collection, I had the arms uh, pinned to corks. So, yeah,
0: what? yeah. <laughs> what? I was, I was like, no. If,
1: if they're holding their gun in front of their chest, how are you going to paint the chest? Oh my how are you going to paint God, the gun? No. So I, oh. uh, so I had, yeah, I had the legs glued to the torsos. I had the arms pinned to corks, and I had the heads pinned to corks. <sighs> Uh, so I did put all the arms on. I'm not messing with that. I'm not okay. sub assembling oh, arms holding guns. Oh. <laughs> but I did decide to keep the heads off, so okay that that's fine. Yeah, like, as yeah. far as sub assemblies go, like, dude, I
0: get it. That makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. Your head's not gonna be the same color as the armor,
1: right. It's fine, right. In this case, they they've got kind of the Under Armour like turtleneck thing going on. They've got their right, like their yeah. spandex that they've got on under the <laughs> yeah, armor, <exactly>. and so <laughs> it's it's much more convenient to be able to paint that that while the head is off. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I've been spending spending weeks painting these minis, and it was just today that I started gluing heads on. Right. And uh yeah, a lot of these heads I started painting five years ago. And so it's actually a lot of fun because I've got some heads that are painted up like blue and purple, kind of drowish. I've mm-hmm. got some, you know, I've got all various human flesh tones on there. And I've got a whole bunch of different like hair colors going on. And so I just took all of those and started gluing them down to my mostly done bodies. And yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's fun for things to suddenly become an actual model. For things mm-hmm. to suddenly have personality. So, I did these. Yeah. Thirty of these have their helmets on. Thirty of these have their helmets off. But especially for the helmets off, it's like, oh wow, this this is who this model is. They'd all been kind of samesies before they they got their head right. on there. But yeah, I've got. Yeah, this th- this lady has two ponytails and red hair and like purple skin and uh, oh yeah, of course she has the sh- shredder. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, since since I've got a really wide variety of heads, so these kits are good. They're you can intermix the the cabalites and the witches, and so really a wide variety of heads in there, plus many years of me sort of painting them so a wide right. variety in how they're painted and uh yeah yeah it, it's really neat to see them suddenly become characters and now uh, most of them most of them are still painted really badly like really basic like maybe they have a wash <laughs> on there but they have a starting point, and from that starting point it's almost like okay their their character's been established now I need to make this stupid thing look good and right, uh right
0: just, just the finishing details right yeah, you gotta go back in
1: that's a problem for for future Brent but yeah
0: <laughs> isn't it present, it's not always
1: a thing right <laughs> present Brent just needs to read up about Blade artists and make himself some note cards before he goes into battle tomorrow morning but uh yeah.
0: I mean there are things to help you with that you know like uh what is it battle scribe i think um when you when you do your army it it prints everything out it gives you those things right i think so
1: does it does
0: so there there are things to help with that yeah Yeah. Yeah. but again i do agree with you though for sure i think it's it's a convoluted mess that doesn't need to be that way but then again that's why i pretty much just stick with like age of sigmar so (laughs) like i have 40k armies I play sometimes,
1: but uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: when I want when I want to drink some beer and have some uh, <laughs> snacks and not really care what happens and see my awesome painted minis out on the table with everybody else, like I'm I'm gonna play some Age of Sigmar. That's what I'm gonna do.
1: I just want to roll some dice. That doesn't mean literally rolling more dice to arbitrate the same thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, you know, what's funny. is that there are a bunch of units um, in Age of Sigmar, and I'm sure they're in 40k too, but um, where if you roll a six, instead of splitting off and doing that thing, where now you have another pool of dice, they're just like, oh, you just, it's an automatic wound. It's like a critical, which it's is, like which is six, better, which is automatic better. Automatic wound. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then you, then you just go, okay, well I rolled 10 dice. Now you have three wounds and I'll roll the ones that, that, you know, pass the first check yeah. and, and the rest will be, you got to test for
1: but whatever. It's it's a little it more arbitration than just your three normal rolls, but it's still only three pools of dice. Yeah. Mm-hmm, well, still mm-hmm. only three rolls. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's still the same amount of rolls. You're just you're just already allocating wounds, so you don't have to think about it. I, I like that. I like that aspect to it, and it feels good when you get, like, the critical hit kind of thing. You know, you roll a six, especially when you get the dice with the six that has, like, the little skull on it or a little symbol or whatever. Because then, then it's just a feel-good moment for when you're actually rolling the dice.
1: <laughs> that's the one thing that's the one thing up. these rules help me understand a little bit they they do cause me to understand why so many sets of dice have a stupid symbol as the six yeah right cause I mean, I I like a regular old set of dice for the most part. Mm-hmm. For the mm-hmm. most part, mm-hmm. that's just yeah. Your six is two rows of threes. It's a nice. It's a rectangle. Of it dots. looks yeah.
0: good, right? Yeah. To see the the, the yeah the, those rows, the mm. rows like the, the train tracks lined up, and you're just like
1: oh. How are you gonna? How are you gonna make sixes. a symbol that looks better than that, better than those train <laughs> tracks?
0: Yeah. I, I have a feeling that that's just been ingrained in us, like so much, so much <laughs> Yahtzee and Farkle growing up. It's like, oh, look at that six. That's a good number. Yeah. You know, it's like the six feels special. And then somebody had the idea of like, what if I made this six even more special? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I particularly appreciate dice with the six. As, as a symbol, and and even more hmm. so, if you can make your own custom dice that have your own personal six on there, then then you're really living. Now, for all the people who put it on the ones, I think you can burn in hell. That's what I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There that we can all agree on. If you put the special symbol on the one on your dice, you can die. Mm-hmm. I just I can't handle you. I can't. Like what? Why? There is no actual reason for that unless you play Conquest.
1: Uh, well, that's that's a whole lot of a thing. We can, we can have a <laughs> rant about that when we actually start playing some Conquest. Where
0: all the dice are backwards. <laughs> Contrary to years of wargaming. <laughs> and only for the sake of being different. As it, that's much what as it I like, it, like it, That's what it seems like. That's the only like. reason it's there for. Uh, but now I have to buy a whole separate set of dice? Like...
1: I mean, no, obviously, only no, only don't.
0: if the symbol is on the six. <laughs> but all my specialty dice do not now work for that game, and I think, uh, I mean, strategic decision maybe. But uh, yeah, that's that's what grinds my gears, though. Yeah.
1: There was there was one company that was doing the the coupon of like come to our booth at uh, Gen Con a couple of years ago. Maybe they do this every year, but they're you know come to our booth and get a get a free die a lot of companies Ooh, okay. do stuff like that in the, the Gen Con vendor hall and so I go, you know, just make it the rounds like, oh, actually, I actually have the coupon for this place, cool, 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 I, I would like my free D6, please <laughs> and it has branding on the one and the six <laughs>
0: oh come on no so it's like super useless
1: <laughs> yeah at, at this point this is not a d6 this is yeah
0: this is oh no, this is this is garbage thank you for giving me garbage that i'll have to throw away the least convenient business card
1: that i've acquired yeah wow
0: now that's that's egregious that's pretty bad I, I get it if you want to put it on the 6. And even in that case, if it's a promotional item, you're like, look, we don't expect you to use this. That makes You put sense. it wherever you
1: want. That makes sense. If it's a promotional but, item, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, but you ruin the actual use of it by covering two sides of your six sided <laughs> dice. Like, there's no coming back from that because now, now Hold there's an awkward. This right? is either
1: good or bad. I can't remember. Hold on. Exactly. Still exactly. not really sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you can't they
1: start doing like do right hand rules to figure out where the four is supposed to be. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're looking to where the next number is. and So, yeah, that's not okay.
1: I don't, I don't actually uh, know that rule. Yeah, the. I, I know I know that opposing faces add up to seven, but if you're if you're looking at uh, you know 90 degrees off of something, what's what is it supposed to be? if If you're looking at the corner of a dice and you see like the the four and the one, can you can you place the the five, you know five and the two.
0: Yeah, so like the four and the one, the five's on top uh 1 and the 3 1 and si- 3 and 6 something <laughs> no idea <laughs> i don't I, know
1: i bet it's supposed to be standardized but i bet it's not i bet there are i bet there are like cheap dice manufacturers where the right hand rule of where the 4 compared to the 5 compared to the 6 is on a dice are is not followed <laughs> i mean theoretically like it doesn't actually matter no
0: statistically speaking unless two of your sides sides
1: have have a branding mark on
0: them that's the only time it ever matters but like statistically speaking if you've ever rolled i mean there's six sides to the dice you're gonna get one side you can't get multiple sides so it doesn't matter where the numbers are placed. I'm. I mean, maybe there's a standardized rule for dice, but like, it, it wouldn't matter if there was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll leave this topic aside. We've we've uh, upset enough people. Uh, I mean, maybe. Right. Like,
0: if if you're the kind of person who's into the 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 deep number crunching then like I, I don't have a problem with you like i i don't see why we would but this is this
1: is stuff that we certainly complain about i don't know <laughs> that's right that's right all right uh do you got any uh, neutral updates for us casey
0: a little bit neutral updates um so i bought into another kickstarter okay it's my 19th one (laughs) uh scale 75 is doing a new kickstarter just launched i think yesterday as we're recording this um for paints a bunch of paints and they're good paints they're the artist series like the in the tubes so you know a little spendy but like you get like 10 bottles in each tube i swear it's mm. at least that much paint. It might be more than that too. I I have to look at the milliliters, but um honestly hands down best paints I've ever used. So this okay. one popped up and I'm I'm gonna buy more. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is about them. They they just work really, really well or they feel good. At least they, I don't know. They have like this creamy consistency, whatever that, uh, leveler is or whatever they, they call it, They <laughs> they put into the fancy paints.
1: <laughs> uh, they got the good stuff in there.
0: Nice. Yeah, the, the good stuff. Yeah. That's secret sauce. Um, but I don't know. It feels good. It like waters down nicely. Like it glazes well. I mean, scale 75 is kind of known for that anyways, but, um, especially, uh, cause I bought like a, 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 caucasian flesh tone set and a, a green skin flesh tone set
1: mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like
0: for doing for doing faces and skin with those it's like the smoothest nicest transitions with like the least amount of effort hmm. and uh that's just a good thing to have like i pull out the one paint set if i'm like i'm painting one of these like i'm painting a, a, a goblin face i'm gonna get this paint set out it's like that works there you go yeah. So I don't know. Just uh, I'm not even sure what like I I bought into their like low end one where you can add stuff in later kind of thing. I haven't even looked at their paint set. So I'm just going to pick when it's over. It's already funded. So, you know, I'll look at at some point. (laughs) I think the low end for it's like 40 bucks for like a paint set with all the stretch goals. Okay. It could be, could be worse. There's like six paints in each thing. Okay. But like I said, there's like 10 paints in each tube. So, you know, um, yeah. So I did that. And then, uh, me and, uh, editor Matt went to a Mastodon concert last week. Yeah. That, That was a good time, man. I haven't been to a concert in a long time. Like a real long time.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I understand. <sighs> yeah, but it was it was good though.
0: Beers were uh, fifteen dollars a piece though.
1: So what, I, did you buy any? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you doing? What? No,
0: I, I bought one.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> are you already there? Already doing the thing? Like I will have one beer, sir. Thank you. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, man. Matt, you're buying your own. Yeah.
0: No, I bought Matt's
1: beer. Okay, okay.
0: I did. He bought He bought dinner. We went to Johnny Rockets. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, so I, I haven't been to a concert in a while. Also, uh, Mastodon, which is a band that I've liked for a long time, uh, I happened to get the t-shirt in the mail that I ordered a while back, mm-hmm. like the same day as the concert. Um, and fun fact, the drummer of Mastodon frequently watches my videos and has commented in the past. In fact, this last video he commented on too.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and that is beyond incredible for me. I, I think that is the most amazing thing.
1: That is actually pretty <laughs> cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like uh, you have no idea. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't, I don't even know. It's, it's insane. Like it feels weird, like out of body kind of thing. It's, it's super weird. Yeah.
1: Can you put this in terms of, like, Henry Cavill for, for the people at home trying to understand what it's like to be noticed by a celebrity? Or...
0: I mean, that's it, probably about the same level, honestly.
1: Yeah? For you. I mean,
0: obviously. For, for, for what For me. Yeah, for, for you. For people who like music. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, okay, maybe not Henry Cavill, but... Uh,
1: Definitely, you know. definitely Joe Manganello. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know what? <laughs> that is that is actually probably way more accurate. Yeah, <laughs> he is the Joe Manganello of of heavy music. Yeah, that, that's that's a good way to put it. Like like a lot of people know who he is, and then people are like I'm not I'm not sure. He was super who now Superman? It's the Witcher? Oh, I have no idea what that is. <laughs>
1: Yeah. He was in Magic Mike. And Magic Mike Two. Oh yeah,
0: man! If Still, I could remember I the, th- the
1: subtitle of Magic Mike Two, I'd be so happy right now.
0: <laughs> not just more magical. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> like that's the obvious one.
1: Uh, Channing Tatum no. wasn't in Magic Mike Two, so Mike was wasn't. Not? Mike was not in Magic Mike Two. No, it's so
0: it's less magical. than those
1: things. Yeah. Magic. It's hard to lose your lead actor. I don't know if I've told you before, but I think my favorite TV series of all time might be Spartacus Blood and Sand, which had to go on hiatus for a little while after Spartacus died of cancer. Yeah, he died, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. And the the replacement Spartacus was not as good, but... Oof. Yeah.
0: But still, really good show.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's that on, HBO? Stars. So that makes it tricky to find. I don't know where it is right yeah. now. I'm, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not subscribing I'm to Stars Plus. Yeah. <laughs> stars Plus. Stars go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> stars stars extra. Thank you for giving us money. Yeah, that does make it hard. Uh, uh. not gonna not gonna find it although you know i shouldn't say that i i did re-subscribe to uh what's the one that has star trek the
1: paramount plus paramount Paramount plus Plus. yeah (laughs) Yeah. cbs all access
0: (laughs) i don't know (laughs) but yeah so i i did just recently re-up for that and i'm catching up on all the star treks uh although you know i i've been actually extremely surprised the uh the reason I did it is because there was a deal because the new Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, the Pike one came out.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I'm not going to lie. Like, that is the best thing that's happened to Star Trek for a long
1: time. Yeah. They they put the first episode out for free and I watched that. And I was like, wow, that's really good. But I can't, yeah, but actually I can't go back to terrible. Paramount Plus right now because I left a really mean parting <laughs> remark uh, when, I, when I unsubscribed uh, regarding Picard mm-hmm. most recently. So... That the, was like two weeks ago, season. so I cannot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was like two weeks ago. You're gonna re up like hi, sorry.
1: So- uh, I'm sorry you got me back. Uh, yeah. yeah Tur- turns so. out if you make a good Star Trek show, people will watch and possibly but. But no, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever given Paramount Plus like a full months of subscriptions fee because they because it's been so bad that they keep doing the free months. Then I just go oh, back yeah, three yeah. months and be like, wow, this new Star Trek is not good. And then I, <laughs> and for the most part, I think I do remember to unsubscribe. And so this That's time, good, not only did I remember to unsubscribe to like the $1 month of Paramount Plus, but I also like wrote some mean things about like, <laughs> if you have access to Patrick Stewart, why are you going to go and do this? Like, what, what why? How 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 do you make a, a, a TV show with Patrick Stewart in it? So bad, like you, you.
0: <laughs> he, you you're talking about Picard season two,
1: <laughs> or just all of it, I, all of it. But yeah, especially two, I'd say. I I didn't it even stick around to watch like the the last half of the season. I got the, out of there. The last, yeah. like,
0: episode and a half-ish, I thought, wrapped it up better than most of the season went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I literally actually finished Picard season two not six hours ago. No joke.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, it it could have been worse, but for the most part was really bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would like to remind our listeners that I've spent two weeks painting Kabbalah warriors, and this is my chance to, to decompress a little bit. Uh. I, I do
0: feel like that's happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> like this episode is a lot of like, we're just going to let Brent out a bit. He's going to drink his iced tea and, and we're going to yeah. talk about some, some things. And that's fine. That's fine. Every, every so often we, we need to I don't know get let out of the cage a bit. You know what I mean? Got to, got to get out the house. Got to play some 40 K every few years. Just see what it's like. Reintroduce yourself to that.
1: I think like, that's true. And yeah. I would like to be on the record that I did enjoy the the early uh what what's it called? Eight, edition eight of Warhammer forty K, when it's just the indexes, mm-hmm. when there were no stupid special rules, it was just the stat blocks when your yes. command points were used to re roll a dark lance shot and that's it? Like uh, right. yeah which is still what that, I use my command points for.
0: Of course you do. Why wouldn't you?
1: I think it's going to be third third game of this Escalation League that I see what else I can do with my command points. But until mm-hmm. then, just re-rolling Dark Lance shots. That's what they're for. That's what they're there for. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, see, and I, I think a lot of people, just kind of bring it back around, but a lot of people when 8th edition came out were just like, um, Warhammer got stupid. This is like Age of Sigmar. And everyone else was like, sweet like yeah. i can buy 40k models and have a good time i can
1: look at like, your, i can look at the stat block of done. your enemy unit and and understand what they do like so, yeah yes
0: yeah mm-hmm. and like you had your weapon options and some extra special rules and whatever and yeah. that was it
1: that which was is it. plenty for customization and flavor to your army Like yes the the stat blocks and different weapon options add a ton of different flavor to every army even though there's 20 of them like that yeah. that's honestly plenty and then just be like oh but for extra flavor on a 6 <laughs> <laughs> what does your six do but for extra flavor uh, all of my units have an armor penetration in melee of 0. 0.25 but we have to do a yeah. lot of extra work to make that happen
0: <laughs> yeah to to like math out the 0. 0.25 right. we have to roll an extra 30 dice right. like right. that's how this works
1: statistically right. on d6s if we're drinking we will not remember to do this but after the game we will require a drink see <laughs> That's that's an
0: interesting thought. The fact that like when you're actually enjoying yourself and you're having a few drinks, whatever right. you're doing, you're playing the game, you end up forgetting half of that
1: stuff. You're like, right.
0: oh, man, I totally forgot the blah, 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 whatever. Right. It's, there's oh whatever, man. Right. Whatever.
1: It's all good. I mean, but, I've, oh. I've heard some tournament players talk about like when they're designing the army, they will part of their consideration is less things to remember like
0: that's a good way to go
1: fewer different types of units fewer like less of a breadth of weapon options like if you're Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. especially if you need to play like four games in a day or whatever
0: oh my goodness there is a
1: huge mental tax of like sixes man uh, three ups to hit except ones are different twos are different and sixes are different uh but only if it's turned three only if my archon is nearby but sixes are always different because uh blade artists (laughs) yeah every yeah. denizen of Kamora learns from a young age the value of blades from a young and age and all are adept in their usage whether those wielded by their cruel hands or as part of their razor-edged armor <laughs> and on that so, note uh,
0: <laughs> yeah they could have just you know what i would have appreciated <laughs> i just might drop out britt's
1: done <laughs> Screw you, screw you, screw you. You're cool. Screw you. I'm out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay. What would have been cool instead of doing that, instead of adding another role, is if they just gave another weapon option called improvised weapons for, for Dark Eldar. And it would have been... Oh man, Dark Eldar get down, they're gonna rip off one of their spikes and stab you with it. So they get an extra weapon to do extra damage with that, that would make up that .25. And it would be super thematic. You could have busted models, you could have little spikes in their hands or whatever, and it would be a whole thing. It's like when you bring in the gameplay and the modeling, then then you're then you're doing good. Or You always play orcs in every edition because they always suck at shooting. They're always good with, you know, stabby things and pretty much you always lose. So that's the way to go.
1: it seems like the orcs rules are just, yeah, roll some more dice, which, which act like, Mm -hmm. like add more dice to your pool plus, plus one attacks. What for, yeah, a lot Mm -hmm. of their special rules seem to do that. Just, just. Yeah, if you like
0: rolling dice, like yeah. if you want to roll like 40 dice in one go and do almost no damage with them, but still roll a lot of dice cuz it's fun, that's the army. Yeah. It's not that complicated and you roll a lot of dice. I
1: can understand the appeal of that. Like that that I can understand.
0: I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're in it for the fun of it, like except the 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 last like six months orcs been doing pretty good because they got the new codex, of course. And then they, they got like taken down and everybody's all mad about it. So there's lots of orcs on eBay right now, by the way. Those like uh, the newer ones that came out where they're riding on the big giant squigs and all the stuff. There's a bunch of them on eBay right now. That's like why a you lot know of people just this.
1: selling. Okay, they're selling them.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I like orcs. I've always had them. They're they're a thing. So, like, I, if I'm gonna play 40k, I'm probably gonna be playing orcs, and I'm just gonna be there to have a good time. That's that's me. Yes, yep. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Some. Yep. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Casey, I gotta, mm. I gotta get some sleep here so that I can, like, take all of my Dark Eldar off of the game board tomorrow, round turn two <laughs> or so. Turn yeah. two, yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> you never... see, that's why they give him that extra... You gotta be hitting on twos in, like, round two or three or whatever, because they're not gonna last that long, so they're like, well, that's how we get around that mm-hmm. without adding... Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyways. Huh. <sighs> Thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. And As always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time.
1: Talk to you next time.